Hey guys, welcome back to another exclusive podcast from INFX. At INFX, we are dedicated to bringing you the absolute best trading education to help you take your trading to the next level. My name is uh, Ketan Ramachandra and in today's podcast, we will be talking about inflation. What is CPI and PPI and how does it affect interest rates? As we all know, inflation has been uh, the hottest topic over the last 18 months, right? We've seen uh, central banks around the world, major central banks around the world, uh, combating uh, inflation by raising interest rates. Okay, so let before uh, we dive into what is CPI and PPI, let's just look at um, uh, let's just talk about and look at uh, inflation and interest rates from the U.S. perspective, right? Because that's what is driving uh, interest rates for the rest of the world. As we all know, the Federal Reserve is the most is the largest and most powerful central bank in the world. And whenever there's a change in direction from them in terms of monetary policy, the the rest of the world, uh, meaning the rest of the central banks from <coughs> from the major economies, will generally follow suit as well. Okay, so why is inflation such a hot topic? Okay, so um, together with this podcast, we've also included the relevant links for you guys to click on and uh, and also to be able to visualize what we're t- talking about today, right? Since this is a podcast, it may be pretty difficult to visualize uh, the history of interest rates, what is a CPI, so we have included the relevant links, so please look at them. Okay, so the first link I'm going to look at is uh, Consumer Price Index, All Items, U.S. City Average. Okay, so this is the main headline CPI index uh, for the U.S. Okay, the chart that we are going to be looking at is on a annualized basis, so that means year-over-year change for inflation. Okay, so why has inflation become such a hot topic right okay we ha- the um, in the us headline inflation or cpi reading hit a high of um, almost 9% year over year in june right if i'm not mistaken yes in june of 2022 we have not the world the us and the world has not seen levels of inflation like this since 40 years ago, so in early 1980, 1982. Okay, now, during this period, inflation was actually coming down. So in the 70s, mid-70s, or actually starting from the 70s, there were three major waves of inflation. Okay, so just a quick history on uh, inflation in the US. So inflation started rising rapidly at the end of... Uh, the 1960s, right? So the first wave of inflation peaked at about 6.4% in early 1970. Uh, it came back down. And then we had the second wave of inflation rising into 1975, going as high as 12.2% year over year. It came back down again in uh, about 1977. And then we had the third and final wave of inflation that hit 14.6% in 
the first quarter of 1980. And this was when finally inflation had truly peaked in the US and they finally brought it down all the way down to 2.5% about three years later. So as you can see, the, the major inflationary period in the US stretched from about 1968 all the way to its final and third peak in 1980. So that was a stretch of 12 years before they finally brought it down to levels uh, around 2.5 and 3% three years later. So it's actually uh, more than a decade of high and low inflation, right? So this is something that the Federal Reserve would like to avoid. So hence, when inf interest rates started rising um, very quickly in 2022 or early 2020, or middle of 2021, and in 2022 it accelerated. They were very uh, determined not to repeat the mistakes of the Fed in the 19 in the early 1970s. So, so hence, they started raising interest rates very aggressively. Right? Okay. So. This is some uh, historical background on inflation with respect to levels and how long it lasted in the past. And although we have just, we, we inflation does look to have peaked in June of last year and is coming down pretty steadily. Uh, we have to understand that inflation comes in waves, right? Usually, if there is a big inflationary spike, or at least in the US, it's come in waves. So in a <clears throat> most recent or the, the the period which had the most high periods of inflation was in the 1970s to 1980s. So it, there were three major waves of inflation and the current Federal Reserve uh, committee members do not wish to have a repeat of that. So they are hoping that with aggressive policies and aggressive uh, hiking of interest rates, they are able to tame inflation within one wave. Okay, so now what is CPI and PPI? So inflation consists of, um, uh, I guess generally speaking, two components. CPI, which is consumer price index. So this is uh, items that the consumer would buy. And PPI, which is producer price index. Okay, so there are two ma uh, major components that the Federal Reserve uh, and its committee members track. So let's just start off with producer price index first. Okay, so what is what is PPI? Okay, so the PPI is the producer price index, which measures the average change of time in the selling prices received by domestic producers for their output. Okay, so this is the technical definition, but what does it actually mean? It is actually the inflation that is experienced by uh, wholesalers. So that means all your producers at a wholesale level uh, are affected by PPI prices. So that means when they buy raw commodities and goods and then uh, they package it and process it into the final product and then after that they sell it to the retail market. So this is the inflation that is experienced by whole wholesalers. So PPI or producer price index is also sometimes referred to as wholesale inflation. Okay, so now what is uh, PPI ma made up of, right? So because it is the change in time of selling prices 
for products and some services. So what are the underlying um, components of the PPI? Okay, so the next link is from the US Bureau of Labor Statistics. We have included that in the show notes as well. Okay, so this link, when you click on it, it will show you the final demand for PPI over a 12-month percentage change period. So this means this is the year-over-year -year change um, for for PPI. Okay, so in, in this chart here on this website, you're able to see the various components such as uh, goods, foods, energy, services, transportation, and warehousing. Okay, so you can see all the various components that make up PPI. So PPI has um, peaked at about 11.7% in March of last year and has been uh, falling pretty significantly. So at least at the wholesale level, inflation is falling quite rapidly and that is, and then that is very encouraging for the Federal Reserve. So that that is at least telling them that uh, by them raising rates, at least on the wholesale side, they've, they've seemed to have um, brought inflation under control. Okay, so now we'll go back to CPI. So what is CPI? Okay, the CPI is the Consumer Price Index. It is a measure of the average change over time in prices paid by the urban consumers for a market basket of consumer goods and services. Okay, so now the next link uh, will take you to the 12-month percentage change for CPI and all the components related to it. So as you know, the CPI is a basket of goods and services such as food, energy, electricity, um, medical care services, shelter, and education. So if you click on the various components, you're able to see how they have rap um, risen rapidly in early 2021 all the way to 2022. And CPI peaked in June at about 9% of last year, right? June last year, 9.1% headline CPI has peaked and has now fallen drastically to 5%. And also, if you look at the core, right, which is all items, less food and energy, it also peaked in, um, let's see, yes, yeah, but September 6.6% of last year and it's fallen and it's as, as moderated, but not as quickly as headline CPI. So now this might be a bit worrying because this is telling the Fed that um, although headline CPI is falling, but the core CPI is not falling as quickly as, as they would like. So this means that inflation could still persist and looking at the way the economy or looking at the current state of the US economy and labor market, we may get one more interest rate hike in May. Okay, so the Federal Reserve will convene in early May for the next for for the next F, uh, meeting, where market expectations for a twenty-five basis point rate hike seems very likely to occur. So interest rates are currently at the level because there's a range. Federal the Federal Reserve keeps a range. Uh, of uh, I mean, there's a band where the interest rate uh, 
ranges in. So it's now currently ranging between 4.75 and 5%. So if they do raise interest rates in May, they will that will bring the target range from 5% to 5.25%. Okay, so the idea behind raising interest rates is to make things more expensive for um, wholesalers, for corporations, as well as for consumers and households. So when things become more expensive, it is expected that demand will slow down. So this means demand at the consumer level, demand at the retail level, demand at the wholesale level. So when demand starts slowing down, prices may follow suit. So this is the main objective of why interest rates were raised in order to combat inflation. Because the Federal Reserve has um, doesn't have many tools to combat situations uh, where there's high inflation and the tools that they have are generally quite blunt. So they can raise interest rates, cut interest rates and there's also other things, um, other actions they, that they can do which is like um, uh, reduce liquidity in the markets by by uh, offloading their their balance sheet. So when we had the financial crisis in 2007-2008, the Federal Reserve unleashed QE or quantitative easing. This was a program to inject liquidity into the market to stimulate credit markets, to stimulate financial markets and uh, to help revive the economy. And now while interest rates were also being raised, the Fed was also embarking on QT. QT is quantitative tightening, which is the opposite of QE. So instead of buying bonds in the open market to um, inject liquidity into the system, they're actually now rolling off their balance sheet or selling the bonds, for example, and reducing um, the overall liquidity in markets. So this is the op- QT is the opposite of QE. So they are reducing liquidity. So when liquidity is reduced, uh, also generally it means that, and together with uh, higher interest rates, that means it's more expensive to, for corporations to borrow money to, to uh, for example, further expand their businesses or, or increase their capital expenditure. And it's also more expensive for households to, to buy big ticket items such as homes and cars. So this is the two main tools that the Federal Reserve has in its toolbox to combat inflation. So one is rise, uh, raising interest rates and the second one is quantitative tightening, right? Okay, so these are um, the two major tools that we have and that is why this is quite important. Normally, when inflation hovers around between 25 and 3%, uh, the Fed doesn't need to be very aggressive with raising interest rates. But this is the first time in almost 40 years where inflation has risen very strongly and hence the Fed has reacted in the manner that we've seen over the past 18 months or so. Okay, so I... I uh, Yes, so I've pretty much covered what is CPI, what is PPI, how it, inf- how it affects interest rates and what are the tools that the Federal Reserve... Um, has in order to combat inflation and bring it down to a level that is uh, 
that is more acceptable. So basically, the the target inflation rate for the Federal Reserve is 2% year over year. So every year, they're expecting inflation to grow at a rate of 2%, which is something that is manageable for everyone. So for consumers, for big corporations, and for uh, households and the individuals. But inflation has um, skyrocketed in uh, in 2021 and early 2022, and hence the Fed has reacted the way... Uh, yeah, reacted the way it has. All right, so... Right, okay. So I think we've covered um, the main things for today. All right, so I hope this has been a great uh, listen for you guys. And also, please take note, please do remember that we have included the links in the show notes so that you are able to explore the data on your own and uh, and to help you visualize the trends as well. All right. So, okay. Anyway, guys, this that's it for from me for today's podcast on um, CPI and PPI. Do remember to subscribe to uh, our future f- podcast here at INFX. And uh, so we are dedicated to bringing you the very best trading education to take your trading to the next level. Until then, stay safe and trace, trade safe. All right. Take care, guys.